Our podcast has been nominated for five spin awards. I would like to thank you for listening and also for your votes to the nominating committee at the spin awards. Thank you all so much for recognizing our moments of grace. And we pray that you have a day of grace. Thank you. Good morning from Nigeria. I really want to congratulate you on your nomination for the Spin Award. <clears throat> I really, I really appreciate it, and at the same time, it's a testament to the fact that you are actually doing a very good job. At the same time, I just want to really appreciate your podcast because um, it's nice and educative. I've actually learned a lot. Uh, you are telling me about you are telling us about the World War World War Two experience, World War Two through the experience of your grandfather. He really served with distinction. I really appreciate him. At the same time, it will be a lesson for everyone. Thank you very much, and have a wonderful day. This is your host, Dr. Ray Jerome Butler, and welcome to a moment of grace. I hope and pray that your day is going well for, you know, life is what you make it. I truly, truly believe that. The interaction with one another is part of the human experience. You know, we are in constant influx of emotion. We're in constant influx of uh, talking with people, meeting with people. And when we bring other constructs into our interaction, such as, um, uh, let's say money or uh, a vehicle when we're driving, uh, that tends to affect other people. Uh, I, our thought process, our psychology, our, uh, how we feel about things will change. Uh, here in America, one thing that has really uh, debilitated our uh, fidelity for the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness has been the influx of thought process around the Second Amendment, around gun violence. Very, very powerful industry, uh, whether it's the NRA, whether it is gun manufacturers or whatever. Uh, we have more weapons per diem in our nation than we have people. And uh, total, uh, for me, uh, total, uh, I guess you say transparency. And this is a sad retort on our nation. It's also a, 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 maybe even a sad commentary on me as, uh, as an investor. Um, when we have gun um, shootings in our schools. Um, I, I've made a ton of money. I really hate to say that. The Swift, Smith and Western, the, the, the Rugers, the, uh, you know, the, the gun stores, the stores that sell weapons that are on the stock exchange. We've done very well. Well, why is that? That gun sales would go up after a tragedy of 19 or 20 kids are dead. 
there's some dichotomy within the human diaspora, the, the mindset within us that has this unfortunate dark connection with gun violence in our lives here in America. And on today, I have um, an outstanding, I would say, young lady with us, Dr. Mary Cooper. Uh, we're going to have a little discussion about uh, gun violence. Dr. Cooper uh, has spoken and, and lectured in China and in Vietnam, and she uh, is a board-certified um, human service practitioner and is also a retired certified professional counselor. And so we'd like to welcome to Moments of Grace, Dr. Mary Cooper. Welcome, Dr. Cooper. Thank you, Dr. Butler, for that wonderful introduction. I appreciate being here today and this wonderful opportunity. And before we start our discussion, I would like to share with those who are listening, if they have any signs or symptoms of any physical or mental health issues, to please seek a medical doctor or some primary care professional or mental health professional that they can turn to and talk to. It may not be within themselves. It may be in someone else. You know, we have a duty to warn. And I would say I am my brother's keeper. So if we see things, we need to often talk about it and tell. In my profession, we have a duty to warn if someone seems to be a danger to themselves and or others. So I just want to say, you know, let's look around us. Maybe we can prevent that next school shooting. Maybe we can prevent some act of violence because we did try to talk to the person or talk to a caregiver or talk to someone in mental health. Right, right. And Dr. Cooper, I, I, I really appreciate that. It shows the fidelity and love that you have, for, not only for your profession, but for people. Um, with that said, I, I did a, a very, very... Uh, slim introduction but would you introduce yourself please oh you're awfully awfully kind i appreciate that um well i have been a college professor for a couple of decades now i was in private practice and i retired and went into more uh, from counseling to coaching okay. i was seeing more effects with coaching and um, so I range from executive uh, coaching. I also have a master's in uh, business and another master's in counseling. I have um, an undergraduate in music, which is mm. a double major in piano and vocal performance. Okay. And uh, uh, undergraduate in psychology and my doctorate's in human services with a specialization in counseling. And um, I also wrote a best-selling book called The Greeter. And mm -hmm. I enjoy being a motivational speaker and lecturer. And just, um, you know, the higher we help someone else up the mountain, the closer we are to the top ourselves. Oh, beautifully said. I love that. So when you hear that again, you know, Dr. Butler stole it from you. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, absolutely wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Well, we're going to dive into our, our discussion. Um, you know, uh, Dr. Cooper, uh, the statistics are, and this is from the uh, the, the CDC, that uh, we have in our country 43% of uh, gun uh, murders, murders in our country, excuse me, 43% are from guns and 54% from suicide and the other 3% mm -hmm. are others. Mm -hmm. um, share with us your um, definition of what gun violence is. 
Well, one of the things I always think about, Dr. Butler, and you know this yourself, I, I try to be truthful and honest and look for the truth and, and pray about it as well. And so I try to define the terms when I'm researching. And one of the things about gun violence is it's an act, it's a violent act that's committed using a firearm. Right. Now, that could mean someone is shot, someone is injured in some way, or someone has died. And this could be through a homicide, an assault with a deadly weapon. This could also be, you know, a criminal act as well as a non-criminal act, such as an accidental death or injury, or the gun could actually, or firearm be shown during an act of crime, such as a burglary or a theft. And that can leave mental health scars as well. Mm. When, when you, um, when you come across someone and, and let me, let me, let me say we, as a nation, I think if we, it was kind of like COVID when it first started, you know, we would do the, uh, I, I had a show and I said, well, you know, it was almost like the Kevin Bacon game, you know, seven degrees of separation yes. until, you know, until my mother and my aunt died of COVID and it came, you know, on my doorstep. So same thing with gun violence. Uh, back in 81, um, my uncle, uh, his uncle, one of his soldiers came to his house and, and killed him in front of his family, mm. uh, as well as having a young man that worked for me that was uh, carjack that had to defend itself with his gun. And so, I, you know, it's, it's getting back to that Kevin Bacon game. You know, right. if you, if you really trace and track, we we've all, uh, have had someone that we know or someone within six degrees of us that has had some relation to gun violence as a counselor, as someone who deals with the human uh, psyche to help people get through these things. How how do you approach someone who has gone through that, Dr. Cooper? Well, it's very difficult and you have to look at each situation. Gotcha. And, you know, uh, as I always say, it rains on the good and the bad. It just depends on how we take it. Do we pull out an umbrella? That's right. Do we stand there in the rain? Do we go inside? What exactly, you know, are we prepared for the rain? And so I think we all are affected in different ways by you know, uh, and I believe we are all touched by gun violence in some ways. And like mm -hmm. you said, we seem to have a tendency of that doesn't bother me. That didn't, that's not me. Thank God. That's not my family until it comes until to our, it on our door. And right. then it is, you know, uh, back to, am I my brother's keeper? Well, yes, we are. We're all connected and we're all affected by, uh, gun violence. And, uh, it's a really sad day, I think, in the U.S. when we've gone from hearing about mass shootings and gun shootings um, on a local level and, as well as a national level. And we say, oh, no, you know, oh, God, help us to, oh, another shooting. Where did that happen? And it's just become something that we hear about in the news and become rather complacent about. And that's a very horrific place to be in because then we don't we really tend to have, do anything about it. It's like right. we become more accepting, like the lobster. If you've ever cooked lobster, mm -hmm. you, you put him in the pot and you just keep turning the Turn heat up. Right. And he doesn't even know he's dying and he, the, he doesn't fight back even at the point of death. So I think the heat's been turned up in the United States and we just don't realize that we are that lobster. Mm -hmm. I, I, I agree. It, it is. Um, I, I never want to get to a point where violence of any kind is normalized. Um, like I said, my family was 
totally, totally affected when my uncle um, was murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, like I said, that was 81. So here it is dec- dec- decades later. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, I would say the, the push on me was, since he was in the military, I actually joined the military mm-hmm. in honor of him. So it, it has a wide swath of how it affects people. Sure. Um, and, and how people deal with it in, in, in your, um, practice, have you ever dealt with families that dealt with gun violence or, or just primarily individual one-on-one? Oh, absolutely. I've, I've dealt in groups and individuals Mm -hmm. and I, I had a lot of, um, extensive background in working suicide hotlines. And Mm -hmm. when you get calls like that, sometimes you do have a caller that appears to have committed, um, who has, well, the term now is um, completed a suicide. Hmm. Um, the older term was they had attempted suicide. Attempted, right. But now we talk about someone who actually has completed suicide. And in those instances, um, you don't know if there is a prank or if they've actually right. commit, you know, or because they'll call and sometimes they're in the process. Perhaps they've taken pills or you can hear the gun. They're playing Russian roulette mm-hmm. while you're trying to talk to them. And then you have to realize that you're, you're, you weren't part of their journey. You're here at the end of the journey. Right. And uh, there's a lot of pain and suffering. And I've actually had people ask me, did I think someone was mentally ill who had completed a suicide? And I think that there's there's got to be tremendous stress, tremendous anxiety, and th- feeling like there are no options in order to get to that point. Mm, I, I, I agree. Um my wife's cousin, um, I think maybe five or six years ago, he committed suicide. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it is prevalent in, in, uh, in our, in our nation and, and, and health providers like yourself, um, helping people through what is probably the darkest day of their lives, whether they, um, go through with it or not, there, there's something, there's a dark, dark moment or, or the, the, the clock is ticking that this is one of the darkest days in their life when they want to to end it. Um, what I'd like to do, Dr. Cooper, is to take a break and come back. And, and if you could uh, kind of gather some notes and st- some statistics on, um, you know, I'd like to compare any other uh, high income countries uh, and how it relates to gun deaths in the U.S. So when we come back, let us have that discussion, okay? Absolutely. All right. This is Dr. Adrian Butler. We're talking with Dr. Mary Cooper, and we are today discussing mental health and gun violence. Uh, Stay with us until after these messages, and we'll be right back. And when we come back, we're going to have our conversation, continue our conversation on gun violence, and we're going to be talking about where America sits with with the rest of the compared to the rest of the world. So we'll be right back. This is Dr. Adrian Butler, and we'll be right back after these messages. Wouldn't you like to start your day upbeat and motivated? Dr. Butler has written a wonderful book. It is called A Moments of Grace. It is a devotional for a busy life. You can get your copy at www.
Hello, this is Thomas Dotson, author of My Broken Pieces, his masterpiece. You're listening to Moments of Grace with Dr. Butler. And we're back. And, and like I said, if you have, uh, if you're living in, this, in, in America, I don't care what news broadcast you watch, what, um, you know, uh, what channel you look at, um, it, it seemed to be part of the human experience, at least in America, to have some kind of gun violence happening every day. Either you hear about a murder or if you had something like that have happened and ha- has happened in your life. Um, and we'd like to welcome back Dr. Mary Cooper. And Dr. Cooper, before we went on break, we wanted to talk about the, uh, you know, the, how gun violence affects other countries as well as America and kind of look at what the difference of the dichotomy is between the two. Oh, I'll be glad to share that. I've actually talked on this on an international level because when I travel, it's very interesting when you go to another country, one of the first things they ask is about gun violence in the United States. Mm-hmm. It's so foreign to them. And one of the, the uh, statistics I've looked at is comparing some of the other high income um, countries around the world, such as France and Austria and Finland. When we look at how many people per 100,000, uh, we see less than on average one person commits a homicide a year out of 100,000. And uh, on average, you'll see around three suicides uh, per 100,000. Now, let's compare that to the United States. And we'll see. Now, was that internationally or is that particular yes. countries or internationally? Okay. France, Austria, and Finland were the gotcha. highest ones that were closest to us. The others were very minuscule, less than. Um, you would see uh, less than two um, per 100,000 that had committed suicide, less than one homicide. Um, But when we compare that to the United States and 100,000, we see on average four homicides, seven suicides, yes, per year. So we also see between 316 and 360 people a day in the United States are shot and survive at least long enough to get to um, the hospital. Now, that doesn't include statistics of people that we know are shot that never get reported, that never go through the medical system as we know it. And we've all probably um, maybe even heard of or seen, you know, on Criminal Minds on something on TV, how they went to the veterinarian or someplace else. I don't know where um but i'm i I believe that if this is how many are being reported i believe that the the numbers are higher than this right and um so we're seeing about thirty nine thousand people killed annually due to some type of firearm whether that is um you know a homicide or whether that's an accidental um and some of the other trending uh gun statistics we see are there's only about 12 of the 50 states that have some type of regulation, such as like a background check, and and that can be um, that can be in flux depending on what you know laws are going to be voted on or what bills they've gotten you know passed in their particular state. But just in the year of 2020 alone, we saw 612 mass shootings. Wow. That was just in that year alone. Wow. 
uh, we we often see that um, gun suicide in some areas is even up 10 times higher than it was previously to COVID. Um, we see over time, one of the trends has been 11 of our US presidents have had attempted assassinations on them with some type of firearm. And get this one, Dr. Butler, over 75% of our elementary school children can tell you where the guns are in their home. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, guilty as charged, guilty as charged. We keep ours locked up and everything else, but, uh, guilty, guilty as charged. Um, the, 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 the reality is, um, children are curious. Yes, they and, are. And, and I believe that, you know, uh, kind of like the separation of church and state, my, 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 uh, my weapon and the bullets, uh, are not together. Uh, unless it is something that uh, I keep on my person or I have locked up. Absolutely. So, and I do want to warn the listeners too, if your children have sleepovers, mm -hmm. definitely. There's unfortunately, I've heard more than once, mm -hmm. unfortunately, let's wait till dad goes to sleep and yeah. I'll show you the gun. Yeah. And there's accidents happen. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, like you said, uh, I grew up knowing where they were, mm -hmm. but I did not have access to them. That's right. That's and, uh, right. We 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 knew that that was, you know, my dad was um, a soldier. He was in the army. He was military. And uh, we had respect for that. But um, as far as being able to put it together and um, without him knowing it, no. I it was impossible. Right. That. And it and it should be. Um, no. And, and, you know, I was I was looking at uh, and it may have gone down and gone up, I think, right before COVID, the um, the statistics were that 64 percent of and again, this was from the CDC, 64 percent of the um, uh, gun gun deaths that happened um, were in the home by uh, a child or. 64%. Let me, I'm trying to get it to get, get, uh, get the, uh, get it together. I think it was 64% of gun deaths were done in, in the home or with the gun of somebody that knew you or you knew the person. Uh, has that gone up? Have you looked at that statistic? I haven't, but I will share. And you know, this as well. I do a lot of uh, research with students who are working on their uh, graduate degrees and okay. doctorate degrees and postdoctorate. Mm -hmm. um, and I will tell you with statistics, it's always, we're looking at the past. So right. currently things could even be worse than worse. that. Yeah. So, yeah. but I'm going to agree with your statistics and some of the things we're seeing from the CDC and uh, the NRA and some other folks that track different types of, um, you know, guns and gun violence. Those statistics are, you know, often two to three years older than, uh, you know, we can't really get our hands on what's going on today but we do see things going up like you're talking about um guns and the sales of guns are just you know they're back ordered it's difficult to get the guns right exactly um, to to include um we just had which i'm i don't have hair i'm bald <laughs> most people that have seen me or know me know that but but if i had hair i would pull it out that um you know a 150 year precedent that New York City had uh, was just lifted by the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm I'm originally from New York, so the people who had guns had them illegally, uh, you know, or 
um, you know, they got them illegally, whatever. Uh, we didn't have a lot of gun issues going on in our community, believe it or not. Like I said, raised in the Bronx when I was coming up. Mm -hmm. um, so 150 year presidents was just struck down. And so you just opened up where I think it's 8 million that live in New York. Yeah. Uh, I would imagine 5 million at this point will want to get firearms. Um, so that's an awful lot of gun sales, but also we've opened up some of the statistical floodgates as mm -hmm. well that, yeah. are going, that are going to happen. So, and, and I don't know if you, if you're, you have any thoughts on that or whatsoever, it's, we're not talking politics, we're talking, you know, reality because that's. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I will say, and I can talk more about this um, later. I think people are afraid. Mm -hmm. I think that when people have fear, that yes. they often seek a firearm to give them power right. Um, right. to um, let them know. We do know that like with mass shootings, that there are two connections with the, the shooters and that's usually they've been bullied and mm. there's some type of abuse in their past. So in their, in their um, I'm going to say their perspective, I can't say their mind because I can't, you know, think right. like a mass mm -hmm. shooter, thank God, but in their perspective, I think they think that that's going to believe that that's going to give them power. And um, I, I do know that we we can look at statistics as far as um, violent crime goes, and it often goes up during the warmer months. And goodness, mm. we've had some scorching weather right. this year, and the heat's gone up. But we do see more. I am um, actually trained as a parole officer, and we dreaded... Um, we dreaded the summer months because homicides would go up and people where domestic violence would go up. The heat tends to have a, you know, effect on people as well as, you know, their emotions. And their Got you. Got you. That makes, that makes sense. I was, you answered the question I was just getting ready to ask is why did you think that, um, that, that homicides went up and gun violence went up, but, but that does make sense. You know, we're, 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 uh, when we're a little bit, uh, coal a little bit more sedimentary than than when it is when it's hot um dr cooper we're, what i'd like to do is i'd like to have you back for a second episode and to continue this discussion uh on uh, mental health and gun violence um before i let you go uh, my my audience will not dare I'm I'm being bold right now, guys. Don't you dare not come back and catch the second episode of this <laughs> of this discussion with uh, Dr. Mary Cooper. You come back and and grab the rest of everything she has to share with us because we have some some great things that's going on. And also, uh, let me uh, make this offer as well. If you are listening to the show, uh, I'm going to uh, in, in, if you'll uh, email me. Email me, it'll be in the show notes. Email me and I will send you, one person will receive a copy of our latest book, uh, Managing the Miracle, uh, Devotional for a Busy Life. So that's going to force you to come back. So now I'll probably have another gift or something on the next episode. But for this episode, if you say, well, I heard the interview with Dr. Cooper and uh, launch your address and everything, I'll, I'll bless you with, uh, with our new devotional. Uh, Dr. Cooper, would you tell people how they can get your book and how they can also get in contact with you if they would like to get more context? That would be awesome. If they'll send me an email, it's my name. It's drmecooper at yahoo.com. 
I'd be more than glad to talk to them or reach out to them. And we are starting a broadcast on a podcast called A to Z Talk, right. uh, Rob Cohen and I. And we'd love to have some folks come listen to us. And I can send you more information on that at a later date. But one more thing I just want to say, make sure you come back for our second part on gun violence because I would like to talk to you about some research that I've done on some high-profiled mass shootings mm -hmm. and the mental illnesses that each of the shooters had and um, the commonalities and see if you um, will talk about symptoms and mental health and how mental health is diagnosed. Okay, sounds good. Um, so come back for our second episode. Um, again, this is Moments of Grace. This is Dr. Adrian Butler. Uh, we'll talk with Dr. Mary Cooper. Come back for the next episode. Don't miss the next episode. Uh, but until we talk with you again, remember to love God, love life. Keep the light on. We'll see you next time on Moments of Grace. <laughs>